special focus on Wales under-20s ahead of their World Championships in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear in depth from new coach Mark Jones and some of the key players as the squad prepared to head out for South Africa for the tournament. New Zealand, Japan and France in their group. Coach Jones has had a pretty long journey to get to this role, starting with the Scarlets at the end of his playing career in North Wales, England, New Zealand, back to England with Worcester and now this. He spoke to Rob Cole about what the new role means to him. You know, I love coaching, whether it's the Worcester and the Crusaders and you know, whether it's the Scarlets when I started off, I just love coaching. So this was an opportunity and I've been lucky you know, humble. Like I had a lot of or a lot of opportunities. You know, after Worcester to go overseas and some closer to home, but didn't really feel like they were the right fit for myself and the family. And when I was called about this one from Hugh, I just thought, you know what, I feel I can help this group a little bit, and they get a chance to go to a World Cup. I didn't want them to go there, you know, underprepared. I wanted to make sure that they go there and they get themselves in a position where they can do themselves proud, you know, and hopefully then, as a result, do the country proud. They need lift their heads up high here, don't they, and not worry about previous results, but yeah. see the opportunity ahead of them. 100%. Yes, we've looked back at the Six Nations and elements of it and the things that, that went well and some of the things that, you know, we feel probably there's a real opportunity there to make that better. And we've gone after those pretty hard for the last three, three and a half weeks. But of course, you can't fix everything all at once. But I, I'm confident that as a group of players, they'll be able to park the Six Nations emotionally and just look at this as a uh, as a one-off opportunity to put our best game on the field and, and really try and show that they've improved in a space of time. And I think that's going to be the measure of us is, have we improved? Are we better as individuals? And does the team look like it's going in the right direction? And I think... We'll find out because we're playing the All Blacks and we're playing Japan and we're playing France. So yeah, there are no better yardsticks in, in all of those three yeah. teams, actually. So, yeah, it's, it's exciting for the boys. You've looked at what they weren't good at. There's definitely an area of the game that I think that we can produce more points from. Albeit the weather's a bit sticky down in South Africa at the moment. Pitches are heavy. They've had like record amounts of rainfall, I think. But you know, we're hoping that the conditions will be at least decent enough that we can move the ball around a little bit. will favour us if we can do that. And I think there's an opportunity there from the unstructured side of the game that we can get better. And the boys have shown like great appetite to try and get stuck into that. Because to be fair to the Six Nations and Byron, uh, who was head coach at the time, they were pretty dangerous off set piece. Oh, yeah. Their line-out was, was a real weapon for them. So... There's areas there that we can grow and build upon, but there's also areas there where maybe it's a bit of... It's definitely an area there where we can we can score more points for sure and, yeah. and hopefully defend from those areas a bit more as well because they, they can be very tricky defensive scenarios from those types of situations, turning the ball over, loose kicks. You're very vulnerable yes, off those yeah, types of things. Yeah. So by actually trying to get better at them yourself, you are practising defending them, which is equally as important. So does that mean you're going to have a kick fest to start with to, no. to get uh, return balls back? Or? No, there's, there's different ways. to Kicking to the opposition is one way of, of getting kicks back, but that'll depend on probably the attitude of the opposition, depend on the elements. My philosophy around the game is it's a ball-in-hand game. It's a game that when you have possession of it, you're probably, and certainly under the new laws, you're in the best position. Possession really dictates the pace of the game, where the game is played. 
it's how you use that possession that's important. You know, possession's no good if you're messing around on the halfway line or in your own half, you know, wasting all your energy. You need to make sure that you've got the possession in the right areas as well. We had a very famous win over New Zealand in Cape Town in terrible <laughs> conditions, no pressure. Yeah, was that the Danny Wilson head coach? So, yes, yeah, and it was, yeah. And I know Danny, that those conditions for Danny at that period in his career was perfect. Yeah. He was a big believer in well, he's a great set piece yes. coach as we know. Um, and he had a big belief in kicking the ball a lot, you know, and yeah. obviously those conditions yeah. just like and and on that particular day it really it really paid dividend and I know he he spent the whole warm up just practicing like kick chase, kick retrievals, you know, he really did nail the game plan on that particular day. And it could be similar when we get out there this time. Yeah. But I think what we're trying to do with this group of players is make them adaptable. So whatever the conditions, whatever the opposition do, because we'll do some analysis on the opposition, but Japan and, and New Zealand well, New Zealand have played two tests against Australia, but they've mixed the teams up and they might come with a completely different game yeah, plans. Yeah. But Japan, we've seen a little bit of them, but they're playing in an under-23s tournament against a lot of the Pacific Islands. So there's a massive gulf in physicality there because of the age profiles. So we're not really focusing too much on the opposition. There'll be one or two things there maybe that we could think we can maybe um, get some return out of, but the focus has been on us. You know, we've got plenty that we can improve. Yeah. Uh, and as a coach, I'm just trying to... We've made them aware of those areas, uh, and now what we're doing is we're just driving it in training every day. Any scars from the Six Nations, or nothing? Not for me. Certainly, if there are any, the boys are doing a really good job of being focused on what's ahead rather than what's behind, and and I've asked them to do that. You don't get much out of looking back in terms of changing outcomes, but what you can do is maybe you can influence the outcomes that are to come. What I'll be looking for is areas of growth around the areas that hurt us in the Six Nations really uh, and the areas that perhaps we missed the trick in terms of um, key points in the games against Ireland, against Scotland, against Italy where games were really in the balance and having had an experience of those games now, have we learned from them? Would we do anything differently? And if so, do we know how to input that into the game? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I'm looking to develop with these fellas is like, boys, can we really like learn from the mistakes and input them into the game at the right moments to make sure that we come out on top in these tight games, not just lose them. What should we be, as Welsh rugby fans, be expecting? What we're looking for is, like, we want you to look at the game and, and go, oh, that's what they're trying to do. The DNA of the team to be clear for people who are watching it, and perhaps to the opposition, because that shows that we've got good understanding of what we're trying to do. It'll show that we've got cohesion as a group. We all see in the same thing at the same time. And hopefully then it will give us the opportunity to show that we've got skill sets and decision-making that can hold that together for long periods. Now, that might look a bit different each game. So it might look like um, holding the ball for periods against some teams. It might look like striking from set-piece against some teams. It might look like counter-attacking against other teams. But hopefully what you'll see is, whichever one of those is, it'd be really clear. And that's what I'm going to challenge the boys to do, stand for something and deliver it. We'll live and die by uh, our ability then of um, imposing it on the opposition. Given your, your New Zealand exposure and experience, yeah. you will have an idea of their psyche and, and yeah. the way they prepare and what yeah. they're like. Will that give you an edge? And what would it mean to you as a coach now to maybe pick up a win if that were possible? Yeah, so look, you know, clearly we want to win as many games as we can in this tournament. It is a performance tournament where results are important You know, around promoting your nation's ability at under-20s to show that you've got quality players coming through. So we want to win as many games as we can. But I think you only win games of rugby on a consistent basis if you've got the nuts and bolts of your game in place. We want to be able to look at any area of our game 
and understand why it's going well for us, if it's going well, and if it's not going so well, how do we fix it up? And I think we've spent a lot of time around that, around our game and what it looks like and actually what underpins it. If we're scoring lots of tries, well, why are we scoring lots of tries? What are the things in place here that means that if we get these things right on a consistent basis, we'll score tries against whoever we play? Likewise, if we're conceding tries in a certain area, well, okay, why is that? What are the fundamentals of our game that are not functioning here? Uh, Or what are the opposition doing really well that we can counter, that we haven't quite worked out yet, that will swing the balance? So I think that's kind of what I've tried to get into the group is... We need to be able to adapt really quickly. But to do adapt, you've got to understand who and what you are. So I think by doing that, when we play against New Zealand, we know what they're going to bring. They're going to bring an incredible amount of talent individually. They'll be well coached because there's an awful lot of good coaches in New Zealand. So they'll be well coached. But there'll be areas of their game where perhaps we will be equally as talented and equally as well coached. And it's making sure that we get impose those elements onto the game so that we come out on top. Away from the tournament and the under-20s, whereas Mark Jones in his sort of life cycle at the moment. And if you look back at what you've done, are you frustrated at certain parts of it or where do you think it's all going to lead? Yeah, oh, look, I've been like really blessed with the opportunities I've had in rugby. If you look at, you know, the opportunity out of the Scarlets, I was there for a player for a long time and then I had five years there as, as a coach. Really enjoyed that. Took a huge amount of learning out of that because I went from playing to coaching pretty much overnight. Mm. So whilst I could coach technically and tactically because I'd just finished playing, so I was very in tune with what the game looked like, I probably hadn't found out the way that which I wanted to coach, You know how I wanted to interact with people, my philosophies around getting my points over to players because what you had to do every week there was just perform. You had to win yeah. because you know, you're, you're at the top end of the game. I think sometimes when you come through a pathway as a player or as a coach, you can play around with things, you, you can try things, knowing that the consequence will be a loss, but actually it's probably not going to cost you your job, mm-hmm. it won't cost you your place in the team. And I think some experiences I've had there around North Wales, spending three years up there was really good. I had a year in Rotherham, which was a very big learning curve for me, uh, probably off the field as much as on it, around you know managing a pro team, managing up in particular, was a big part of that, that I learned a lot. Going to the World Cup with Namibia, playing against South Africa and New Zealand in the group and being 10-9 down against New Zealand at 34 minutes or whatever it was and, yeah. th- and thinking, is there going to be some sort of monsoon now that can, can cancel the game and this result will stand? Unfortunately, we made them rather angry and at half-time they put us to the sword. But I learned an awful lot around dealing with those players, some pros, some se- well, most of them se- semi-professional. How do you get those guys prepared to play against the best, well, the world champions as it was at the time? and <laughs> One of the most successful teams in the World Cup history. So that was really good, like um, going to a different country and dealing with different nationality. And then, as you mentioned more recently, going to New Zealand, um, you know, going to the most successful rugby team in the world uh, or club team in the world uh, franchise and trying to continue that legacy with that group, not trying to upset the apple cart. And, mm. But also understanding that they'd had quite a heavy turnover in players of experienced players that year, Kieran Reid, Matt Todd. Ryan Crotty, I think Israel Dag left. I think there was a few that had left. So then working with those young players then coming in there was really, really good for me. Uh, working with a new coaching group, learned a lot from those guys. And to be fair to them, they were really open around sort of my input, around seeing the, the game differently from a different hemisphere. The po- what I'm getting to, I suppose, is I'm just still looking to get better all the time. And, and this is a bit more of a head coach's role. And I think I love coaching in my tracksuit on the grass. And sometimes when you can become a head coach, you get pulled off field a lot more. 
But I think in this role, because I'm responsible for the, the overall game and the attack in particular, I still get to really get out on the field and coach. So I think I'm enjoying that at this stage of my career. So I'm just looking to carry on with that. You know, um, as long as I'm on the grass coaching, I'm happy at this moment. Can I just ask, you know, you know, when you were in New Zealand with the Crusaders, yeah. well, everybody talks about like in Welsh rugby, you know, European rugby in general, so about yeah. money and budgets yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, New Zealand, I'm, I'm got that much money. Yeah. What do they do better than us to produce all oh. these players? What, was there anything you picked up? Um, I don't think there'd be one thing that I could just yeah. go, oh, that's it. Yeah, if yeah, it was yeah. that, I think we'd have worked it out by now probably and, yeah. co- and, and either developed their own way or copied it. But yeah. I think what it hit me in the face there quite a bit was, and it might be because the team has evolved there over over four, well, it was three or four years, but Scott had been in post there, but I think it was going on through Robbie Deans and all these guys before Matt Todd. The players are incredibly entwined in how the organisation is set up, what it stands for, but also how it, how it plays the game. And I think that was crucial because what happens is players then, if they're part of the process, they're almost on the line as well. If you have perhaps a bit more of, I'm not saying that the Northern Hemisphere is like this because there's organisations in the Northern Hemisphere that work like this, but if it gets driven down from the top all the time, it's very easy to say, oh, well, that was your idea. You told us to do that. So then, like, there's no real accountability. But if you're involved in the process, if you're part of the how we agreed that we were going to behave, how we're going to train, how we're going to play... You've got to really commit to it, haven't you? Because you've said, yeah, this is what this is what I'm going to do. This is what I stand for. And I think there's lots of nuances, but the way at which they incorporate the players into the, the culture and the, the way they play the game was impressive, very impressive. So for this under-20s team, what were the players you're really excited about, potentially? Well, it's very difficult for me because obviously I've only been in here three weeks, so I'm getting still getting to know them, you know. Um, I'm excited around, if I think about a bit, bit of a bigger picture, so I'm really excited to see how the back line go. There's a lot of potential there, and I think if we can get the ball to them in good areas, I think we've got individuals there that can really like bring our game alive. I think in our back row, I think we've got some really good athletes that I think could be a real nuisance for teams. Uh, I think they'll look at those players and go, Oof, they were a real nightmare. And then up front, uh, in the front five, I think we've got a lot of young men there that have got a huge amount of growth in them. If they get coached really well over the next few years, their effort levels are very high. They're picking up information really well at the moment. So I think we've got a lot of optimism there for those guys over it. Because front five forwards, they're a longer cake to cook, aren't they? And, but I think if these players can get coached really well over the next period of time, I think you'll be surprised how, how many of them might come through to the regional the, game. The you know? front five would be the... Teams like France and England, obviously they've got yeah. more players to choose from, so they've got bigger packs. A lot of these guys in the front five might be as good as those players in three or four years' time, but you haven't got a time machine. So is that yeah. that's the sort of yeah. the key, isn't it? They're trying to be smart and try and find a way to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's I, I liken it a little bit to the big kid in the under tens that sort of runs around with the other kids and they dominate in the game and they're influencing the game because of their, their physical attributes. And there's no real talent in those physical attributes. It's literally the parents and, the, and God decided that they were going to be that size and that fast and that skillful at that age. But I think what happens over time, a lot of the time, is the other kids develop other ways to cope with those big kids, don't they? They develop, oh, might need to go low on this guy. And they, they, over a period of three or four years, their skill development accelerates and it takes a lot longer to get the results of your work. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah, no, no. So I think the French teams naturally will will have great athletes because of the player pool. But I actually think we will have 
very talented players, but they'll be talented in a different way. Yeah. But unfortunately, technically, takes a bit longer yeah. than physically. You can probably bulk somebody up and get them fit in about two or three months. But technically, to teach somebody to, to carry well at a certain height, pass the ball well, offload well, takes time. But at the end of the day, we're trying to get these players ready to win World Cups with the national team, mm. Six Nations with the national team, yeah. Heineken Cups with their regional teams. Mm. So we've got a bit more time to get them through, but that's not going to help us in this tournament, as you say. So I think what we've tried to do is get out front five with a clear purpose, what their role is within this tournament for the team. Likewise, the back row and the backs. And... Just deliver that as best you can at this stage with the tools you got, um, and we'll see how we, how we go. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Developing players is key, of course, so let's hear from some of them now. First, Captain Ryan Woodman, the Dragons forward. Uh, yeah, I think we're all very excited to go. I think we've only got a week now till we go, so we're just waiting, waiting to get on the plane now and um, seeing what we can do. Dinner the greatest Six Nations campaign, what can be different in this? Yeah, it wasn't great, but I think if you watch the games, you saw what we were good at, you saw that we worked hard, and I think in three or four of the games, it was just the result didn't go our way, and th- that last 20 minutes, we know we have to work on. If that was different, we could have won most of our games. New coaches come in, what do you make of the changes? He's good, he's come in, he's shown loads of enthusiasm on day one and he's highlighted what we need to change to improve and, and get those results that we need. I think when Byron was here, he taught us a lot and we're all grateful for what he taught us but Mark brings new things to the, to the squad that we can learn from and hopefully we can capitalise from in the World Cup. Can you give us any examples of what he's done that's different that uh, you think will work? Well, day one he came in, he showed us where we left points out on the field and um, we've been working hard on those things. Like, for example, in the Six Nations, we scored all of our tries from either set-piece or phase play, which I know is not what you think watching our tries, but we didn't score a single one from counter-attack or kick-receipt, and we've been working hard on those things to change that. Going out, you face Baby Blacks first. It's a pretty tough group with France to finish off, and we know the Six Nations score against France. So talk us through your group and your opponents. Yeah, it's a tough group. Everyone knows it's a tough group, but um, I think we're just looking forward to the experience of, of playing these boys. Obviously, the last three games that Wales have played New Zealand, we've won twice, so I don't think there's any real real stigma around the or New Zealand under-20s. They're very different to the, the senior side. We know they're going to be good, obviously, and we can't take that for granted. But yeah, we, we're just looking forward to playing these teams. What about Japan? We might not know a lot, but I think everyone knows they're going to be a lot like their senior counterparts. They're going to be fast, working hard. We just need to be stick to our game that we will against New Zealand and France. And on France, we know we come up against a good side in Six Nations and it was the last game we took a heavy defeat. But we know we can turn that around and it's, it's a good chance for us to get a second hit at them and prove to everyone, prove to them that that's not the team we can be and that's not the same team we are. And there is a different language coming out of the squad compared to the Six Nations. Propellis Fakral, part of the Ospreys Academy, is looking forward to it. Yeah, like really excited. Like we uh, leave in just over a week. Boys are really excited. Like it's a massive occasion, massive tournament. It's going to be watched by millions of people, and boys are just looking forward to playing some rugby. It's four years since it happened last. It's an opportunity that's flown by for a lot of players. You must be pretty pleased that you're getting that chance against the other top eleven teams in the world. Yeah, like, like I said, like uh, we've obviously had COVID and like, a few of the boys before us have not been lucky enough to go to this massive tournament. 
but I suppose we can't wait to go out and feeling like really honoured to represent the country at the World Cup. What about your Six Nations campaign? Because it didn't go all that well, you've got a new coach. What's different? What gives you hope? I feel like we're more like enthusiastic. We've uh, got a new game plan now. Obviously, like in Six Nations, like if we watch games, we played well, mostly 60 minutes each game. But then we just dropped off in the last 20, but Max came in now, brought a new game plan, brought a lot of uh, detail and clarity in a short amount of time. And we just forward to play some rugby out It always starts up front, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, tight dead, like, that's the main game plan. Just go forward, be, uh, try and uh, beat the uh, opponents up. But no, like, we know like, that's where probably we uh, struggled towards the back end of the Six Nations. That's the plan now to go forward. New Zealand, Japan and then France. What, what do you know about them? What are you expecting? Obviously, France you know a lot, but the others less so. Yeah, like uh, don't know much about New Zealand, Japan. We know what uh, they played uh, Australia twice in the past two weeks, but um, we haven't done much analysis on them. But obviously, France, we know what happened at the, towards the back end of the Six Nations. We haven't even thought about that yet. We're just look, uh, looking at the first game, New Zealand, and then after that, we'll look at Japan and then France. Let's move on to the back line and the link man, Scarlet Scrum Half Archie Hughes. Just a load of excitement, to be honest. I think you know it was a big occasion to go out there and play in a World Cup. You know, not many people get the opportunity to do that, so yeah, we're just really excited to get on the plane now and get started. Four years since players your age have had this opportunity. How much of a difference do you think it makes to you? Massive. I think coming into the professional environment now, um, we're all at that age now where we want to try and push on. I think this is a good occasion for us to learn and develop as individuals going against teams like the Baby Blacks and France and Japan and all that is going to be a really good test for us so yeah we're really looking forward to it. New coach coming in, what's changed? I think there's just been a load of enthusiasm since he's come in in the group. Since day one he's set in place what we've done well, what we haven't done well and what we can work on. He's brought a lot of enthusiasm, excitement and you know, he wants us to work hard and, um, and go to this World Cup now with excitement, confidence to go and do well and, and win it. What are the things that he's highlighted that you need to do a lot better? Because you look at your Six Nations results, yeah. I imagine it's a long list. Yeah, well, a lot of things we did do well and he's highlighted those things. But the things that we've, we've been working on is he's highlighted that a lot of tries from almost all the teams, a third of tries maybe come from turnover attack. Um, we didn't score once in Six Nations of that, so that's definitely something we've been working on. Last but not least, outside half, Osprey, Dan Edwards. World Championships obviously different to a summer series, so everyone's really excited to get on that pitch and really express themselves this summer. Comes off the back of a Six Nations campaign, didn't go very well, a new coach coming in, what's changed? Look, uh, we know the results didn't go our way in the Six Nations and... We're doing everything we can to change that. Um, Mark's obviously highlighted a few things that we can change in our game and which will help us in this World Cup. So yeah, look, we're really excited to get on that field and go against the Baby Blacks. What's he changed? Just brought a lot of energy, really. We know we scored a lot of tries from um, phase play and our, and our line-up set-piece, but our kick counter, I think we could be a lot better at that, and everyone really knows that, so... Look, we've been working very hard on it and we're looking good in training. We saw a lot of nice touches from the backs on the tries being scored. Is that something you can build on? Yeah, definitely. Look, you clearly see from our back line in the Six Nations that we have a lot of confidence. Byron as well, similar to Mark, gives us a lot of confidence and freedom to go and play. So we're a very dangerous back line and we do know that. It's just when we have the opportunities, we've got to take them. 
So plenty more from South Africa in the next few weeks on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Listening out for that. But until then, goodbye.